jellical cat. I'm oh a jellical cat. Jellical cat. I'm a jellical cat. I'm a jellical cat. I'm a jellical cat. Cat cat. Pass. Hit the theme music. It's gonna be one of those episodes, huh? Gonna be one of those episodes. <laughs> All right, it, it is late. I'm loopy. I don't know about you. It's 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 pretty it's pretty late, and uh, I have to say, also, let me arrange this a little bit. Um, last week I was I was like my mouth is all over the place. I was blowing the mic like an asshole. Last week, you and I were joking about COVID nineteen, <laughs> and boy, what a difference a week makes. Gabriel, it's been a fucking week. It's been a week. Can you imagine, guys? Uh, to let the listeners in as well is that we don't always do this, but we're recording on Sundays to release this at midnight. Yeah. Um, and then we did that for last episode. And we're doing it for this episode. So exactly a week has passed. It's a it's crazy how different the feel of everything is and who knows how much more different next week i know gabriel so much has happened a can lot you, has happened can you imagine a week ago you did not see cats yes i had not seen cats yet the landmark film adaptation my life has changed hit broadway show even though it started in london broadway show mm-hmm. cats andrew lloyd weber lord andrew actually isn't he like a baron or something like that? i don't know vicomte Something like that. Actually, discount. Really, I don't really understand all that. I'm gonna take a. Is he a king or something? Some kind of king guy. He's like five steps away from king. I don't know what the fuck where his head was at making that musical. It's probably way up deep in uh, a pile of coke. It was fucking on the pulse because he fucking made a killing. <laughs> hey, must have been because honestly, it sounded like he listened to nothing but late '80s Billy Joel music and mm-hmm. then stared at a cat poster for three hours. Well, I I tell you what, and we'll introduce ourselves in the show in a moment. Good you, call. You, usually, we don't fuck around during this. Yeah, we're um, loopy. But there's a lot to fuck around about. I mean, so much has happened. So much has happened. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. In the original Broadway show Cats, mm-hmm. basically there was no dialogue. Yeah. It was just songs. Victoria was virtually speechless? Yes. Uh, she was the main character, although she basically, I think she sang one song. Sure. Um, I literally don't even remember if she sang any songs in the movie. <laughs> she had a couple like reprises and some like, I don't think she had an individual number. Okay, but- she had a song like, Mr. Mistopheles, I like you. I believe you I don't do remember. the spell. They're, they're, I remember like the T.S. Eliot poems that the, that the songs are based on better than I remembered the actual songs having just seen it a couple days ago. Nerd. But um, but I tell you what, the like here's the thing that sounds cool. In the original show, like again, the no, thing that no dialogue. Cool. No dialogue, yes. Each of the songs in the original Broadway show, like, had, like, a completely different tone, which is supposed to be, like, the character, like, because every song is about, like, hey, I'm this person. Should we introduce I ourselves do this crazy... No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I okay. do this crazy thing. And, like, each of the songs were done in completely different styles for the most part. And, like, that, like, okay, that, that sounds interesting. That, that like, you I know. Yes. Again, like, it's the spectacle, which is something that this movie did. That's it. This is Slow Readers. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Slow Readers. Welcome classic, to Slow apparently. Readers. Welcome to classic, tangent-heavy Slow Readers. Hey, we were feeling very nostalgic lately, right? We have been. We've been looking back at the previous episodes, the older episodes, yeah. and very quickly turning them off. Oh, God, it's a mess. <laughs> it's such a mess. It's such a... I mean, some of them were a fun mess. A lot of them were like a, like a cringy mess at this point. Yeah. Like, the, the idea that now, somehow now, we're more professional than then. Listeners, just, like, pick a random episode, like, a hundred or so episodes ago, and mm-hmm. it's a jolly fucking mess. Yeah, like, anything before, like, uh, the second an- second year anniversary, I'm sure. But maybe not like that. Maybe you could probably go a little farther back. I'd say but... only in the last, like, 70 or so have we gotten our shit together. Yeah, like, basically the first, the first 75 are painful or fun. 
And like the yeah. most recent 75 are okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Relatively okay. Mm. Um, but that said, Gabriel, you made a really fine cocktail. Thank you. Do you want to tell the listeners? We'll introduce ourselves in a moment. We should introduce the show, to we, be honest. We, we kind of did. I mean, I don't know. We should do the, we should do the whole thing before we go to cocktails. Okay. Before, we, before you describe this wonderful cocktail. Yes. This is Slow Readers. Welcome to Slow Readers. America's fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gallant Radio. This is America's only explicit literature show. The only literature podcast you mm-hmm. will find where we say words like fuck. We say boob. We say butt. We I was going to say butt. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. you, took it, you took it right out of my mouth. We say dang. We say shit. We say snap. We say, God damn. I'm going to pull away the pop filter and say, snap again even harder. Oh, yeah? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Should I pull my thing out a little bit? Yeah. No, you're like, fine. like I said, I was really annoyed at how messy it was. Normally, your week. pop filter is touching your microphone, which is, which is I'm always trying to warn you about. Yeah, I don't know why mine seems to like always want to push Oh, mine back. was earlier when I came in. It was weird. Okay. That's because I was sitting there. That's because you were sitting <laughs> yeah, there. That's we were why. recording a new project. Listen, when I, when I record a podcast, I'm so loud. Daniel's I'm power, Dragon Ball Z style, is strong enough to lightly tilt a pop filter towards his microphone. Pretty much. Which is better than most of you posers. Yeah, man. Fuck them. Co-host, introduce yes. yourself. Uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez, an audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of fiction. Tight. Gabe, what, who are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a podcast producer and a writer. Um, more often than not, I'm a bartender. And for example, Ooh. I made for Daniel and I during this show. You can make this drink at home, folks. Probably if bar materials you have at home, which you never, ever use because it's <laughs> terrible. What I made was a dirty, dirty grasshopper. Mm-hmm. A normal grasshopper is a simple cocktail. It is just equal parts, an ounce each, of milk or heavy cream, creme de cacao, preferably green for coloring effect, and creme de cacao. Creme de cacao, and then creme de menthe. I'm sorry for the green part. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did to have a bit more fun is I put a bunch of vodka in it. Oh! And I also had this fun um, red wine chocolate blend liqueur added in there. So, guys, if you want to be sweaty in a closet like us, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, and don't remember out there. Don't remember. Don't <laughs> don't forget out there. Uh, <laughs> only drink if you're over 21. Correct. Unless you're cool and can get away with it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the rule is always don't do too much and never drive. Yeah. You can drink when you're young. When you're young. Don't don't drink too much and don't drive. Yeah. That's it. Unless that's all you got to do. Unless you're fucking cool. Unless you're a cool dude of a Listen, pop yeah. letterman jacket uh-huh. who's definitely touched a boob over the shirt once. Gabriel, it goes without shank. If you, A, touch the boob. Yeah. yeah have yeah. have a letterman jacket with a collar pop. Po- Absolutely. If you have your own car. Yes. It, probably uh, lent to you by an older sibling. True. If your dad is a senator. Yes. All right. You can not only drink and drive and yeah. get away with it. Yeah. Kennedy. You can probably kill a sex worker while driving, maybe get away I mean, with that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Like not like not like a not like like a like a rego citizen. Yeah, you'd have to be a Kennedy to pull that off. But yeah, you like if you need to be Kennedy level mm-hmm. to get away with that. Or a Roy. Or a Roy. Or a Roy. Spoiler. Um also eh, we, we eh, dare eh, I say, eh, in this in these days and times, there are no kingdoms and countries, there are only corporations. Zaibatsus, if you will. Yeah, exactly. We're loopy. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. So let's talk about cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, how about in the spirit of us being better than we were a hundred episodes well, ago? Well, before you even go there, I'm going to say like, I let's let's put a pin on that. We'll come back to it later. 
Yeah. yeah. Listeners, we haven't had to do this in a while. <laughs> if you want to skip straight to Daniel, Daniel is champing at the bit to talk about cats, which frothing. we watch. He's frothing. <laughs> yes. Daniel, to be fair, Daniel paid full price to own a copy of it on his Apple TV. Yes. And my iTunes movie list that includes, you know, Age of Shadows, uh, yeah. uh, Last of the Mohicans, Knives Schindler's out. List, Knives Out, like all these great movies in there. Is cats. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My, my policy, as always, don't buy a movie unless you want to share it with people. And okay. Cats is a movie you want to share with people. Oh, Cats, I can't imagine watching that alone. That'd be so sad. It'd be such a bummer, dude. But at that said, maybe the next time everyone's over and we're all drinking. Yeah. When, when the coronavirus thing party blows will out. Do that. Yeah. But my point was, if you really want to hear this, <laughs> there's going to be show notes down below. There's going to be a time code that says Cats Talk. Yes. That said... We need to we need to get serious, Gabe. Yeah, we're Come a on. real show. Get get let's 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 get back on the tracks. I'm fucking here. ready. Like Scrimble Shanks, this railroad cat. We need to get back on tracks. That's a good one, actually. You nailed that one, Gabriel. I support you. We have a book to talk about. We do. And this is a book that you specifically wanted to uh, to read. I did indeed. So, Gabriel, what are we reading? Daniel, we are discussing the classic light novel yes. written by no. <laughs> Tanigawa Nagaru. Or if you want to be uh, a fucking gaijin about it, Nagaru Tanigawa. It is called The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya or Haruhi Su- or Suzumiya Haruhi no Yutsu. If you want to be a total fucking, you're fucking about nerd it. about Jesus it. Christ. I was the secretary of the anime club of Brooklyn College. <laughs> Gabriel, uh, this yeah, is really boy. exciting. We haven't done this thing called a light novel. Yeah, Daniel. So before we get any further, do you know what a light novel is? No, although now I guess I do. Oh, well, well, tell me what you think a light novel is. Uh, a light novel is, and again, this is something that I'm that only really exists in Japan, right? Like, well, kinda. Like, I, like I think America, like the West culture, has kind of done things like this, but it never really takes off. You know, not, not as much as it does in kinda. It's so, not as much of like a, like a, just like a present thing as it is in. in here's Japan. the easiest definition uh, okay. of a light novel: it's a young adult novel with mm-hmm. illustrations. Often, even though. Not a ton of illustrations, though. That's yeah, thing. a few illustrations, kind of like an American young adult chapter book, like mm-hmm. a, like a, um, gosh, I can't even think of a good example of an American book series. There's a lot of text, and every now and again, there's an image, like a young oh, like, uh, Jonathan uh, Strange and Miss Norrell. Sure, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a light novel. <laughs> sure, I suppose. Yeah, that's like in like every hundred every hundred pages, there's an there's an illustration. <laughs> sure, but it's basically so. Here's the official definition, as per Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. A light novel is a style of Japanese novel primarily targeting high school and middle school students. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's the term light novel is a Japanese term that's kind of like it's it, the 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 transliteration like it's written as Raito Noberu, so it's literally the words light novel romanized. Okay. Yeah, they're called that because of uh, the average length is only about fifty thousand words, which is kind of normal. It's it's a yeah it's a pretty short uh, thing to say. Uh, Gabriel, for reference, for example, again, uh, The Great Gatsby is like forty nine thousand words. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think a light an average light novel is longer than Gatsby. Yeah. Also, that goes to show how much like it's like everyone remembers how short get or the length of Gatsby, mm-hmm. but it's like it's really technically that's like quote unquote like a novella and whatnot. Like C- Catch on the Rise, a short novel that's seventy three thousand words. So yeah, think old about. Daniel Wordcount McGee. Yeah. Well, the distinguishing characteristic of a light novel is that they're illustrated of anime and manga art style, mm-hmm. often being adapted into media. They're mainly published in separate book volumes, so it's a bunch of different series. Usually, it's going to be a series of books. Yeah. Like, uh, so, like, th- that's what I mean. Like, like, especially- like Animorphs is a great comparison, Does but there's no animations in like, Animorphs. Yeah, there's no illustrations, right? No. Okay, I was going to say. 
See, that's the thing. Like in the West, we have sort of similar things, but in Japan, like a light novel is truly is a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely its own genre. That there are people who become light novel writers as a way to become a manga writer. Yes, that like the the, <clears throat> the top pinnacle of it is being a comics writer for one of the weekly magazines. Uh-huh. But you get there, you can just be a light novelist as well. Yeah, Gabriel, you you know a lot more. Uh, like. Uh, Says who? We actually have, uh, we've touched a little bit on like the uh, the Japanese comics kind of like world and whatnot when we we're talking about Battle Angel Lita. Sure. And uh, also we did Uzumaki. And Uzumaki. I forgot about that. Uh, and Uzumaki. We touched on it a little bit. Like I obviously remember the Battle Angel more because. Uh, it's uh, your jam. That was recent. That that's was relatively your, that's recent. That's your fucking X-Men. And I was probably more sober. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, we're grown ass men. But that said like, yeah. So. Uh, well, I don't want to get too far. Gabriel, um, sure. before we get into this, I believe, you know, and it's, God, this guy's, the font is so fucking hard to it's read tiny. on its side. Dude, I, Tan- I did Tanigawa. research. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tanigawa Nagaru. Okay. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about the author? Absolutely, Daniel. So, um. Light novel. Tago- Tanigawa Nagaru. There's not a lot about him. He's a pretty kind of private guy. He didn't as do a lot. A lot. Of, as a lot of these weirdos are. Yeah, they often are. He was born on December 19th, 1970 in Nishinomiya, and he um, went to law school. Which he was he graduated law school in Hyogo, mm-hmm. and uh, here's a, I read an interview with him that really very little is about him online. He must have been a very boring guy. <laughs> um, he had always wanted to write novels because quote some I want to write novels by myself. Neural networks were gradually established in my brain while I read various kinds of novels in my childhood. I still don't know if I'm a writer or whatever. That's like the best quote I could pull out of him. Okay. He just wanted to be a writer, but he still doesn't know. If, I mean, he is a, one of the best-selling authors in Japan, period. Because of this book. and Because uh, of this book. This and, book has sold, the book series, there's 11 volumes in it. They've sold over 20 million copies. Of, of the light novel. Of, of the light novel series. Okay. And that's not counting the multiple manga series, and not at all counting the anime series, which is how you and I found out about it. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to get into. Because, like, I... Because, um... Not, again, not to get too far ahead, I, I was aware of the uh, the anime series that came out like 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah, in 06. And uh, 06, yeah. When we were both very young. We were both little We were, we're, were both very young men of 29. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh... No, we were 19. We were, yeah, we were like 19, 18 or something like that. Um, So... Yeah, so this was a this started out as a light novel. Yes. Right. And this dude wrote them all. He wrote them all. This one guy, he wrote them all. The illustrations were done by a I believe a God, please help me. It's a lady. God, I didn't double check this. Um <laughs> her name is um Noisy Ito. Yeah, I also didn't see the name on the book. It doesn't Maybe there, the inside? Yeah, the illustrations, do they ever really like get like like credited? Well, the funny clearly, thing is that like, clearly that Noisy Ito did the character designs for most of the characters, except for Kion, the protagonist. Oh, yeah? Like, he didn't just, like, describe him and shit? Well, he does also, but I, then... I mean, he describes Imagine, him. like, like for example, that if, if like, you're writing a comic book series, uh-huh. and then, like, this person, your co-worker, your compatriot, did the character designs, you kind of create them together in a way. Okay. Like, like that's why Steve Kirby is... Steve Kirby? Steve Kirby! Whatever. The guy who also... Jack Kirby? The guy... Jack Kirby, sorry. <laughs> okay. Who, um, uh, Steve Ditko, I'm convinced. Who um, also co-made Spider-Man. What? Was that the... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. No, I gotcha. Like, it's... Yeah, it was like a... It was a partnership or whatever. But, uh-huh. all right. So, yeah. So, this... Y- yes. Uh. So, this is a massive thing. And from what I understand... This was a sensation in Japan. From what I understand, this also, like, ran the gamut for, like, very popular, like, uh, like Eastern kind of, like, intellectual properties where it was... 
It was like a light novel. It was a manga series. It was an anime. It was video games. It was video games. Multiple m- manga. Music, a movie. Several uh, spinoffs. A movie. Was it a live? Was it ever a live action? No. Not to my knowledge. Even though, funnily enough, this would lend itself extremely well to a live action. You'd figure it'd be actually be pretty straightforward. It'd be really to rad too. Uh, Why didn't that happen? I don't know. Um, Y'all, does uh, you does, made you made an Uzumaki live action? You didn't make this. Does our bro Tanagawa does he uh, does he write the manga? Well, I think all the manga are all adapted from his original work. I don't think that he separately wrote the things. Okay. That another, you know, they just, I think probably an artist took the scripts and then made it into a manga. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. So. It is interesting, isn't it, uh, Daniel? Gabriel, is there anything, uh, is there anything else that you actually have? No, not really. Down? The rest is the statistics on how huge a success this was. So, uh, Daniel, yeah. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have no idea what the hell the melancholy of Haroshi Sumia is. Uh-huh. So please tell the listeners, what is it? What's it all about? Well, this is the story. And uh, to, to kind of preface this a little bit, um, I, like back in the many years ago, many uh, 2006 years ago. or seven or so, when like I was like 20 at the oldest, maybe, mm-hmm. Um, I would like this is I remember this being like one of like the last anime series I really got into. It was like this and Lucky Star. It would have been like oh seven. Yeah. So like like these are one of like the very, very last things I got into. And I, I, I'll get into it later. But I kind of like rewatch certain things. And I was like, how was this within a thing? You know, <laughs> sure. Because a lot of this was like was like, I kind of remember these things. Let me get into it. So, yeah, you, you and I were both big nerds, like active, much more active big nerds back then. Yes. Although you still are. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> you hey, still are. I very, very regretfully canceled my Crunchyroll subscription because I'm running out of money. Oh, that's sad. Well, it's 10 bucks. I'll come okay. back to it. No problem. I mean, they're all going to starve. But that's a lot of them are on Hulu also, so I'm not that bummed. Yeah, sure. Uh, also, doesn't Netflix have like a huge anime thing it in It does, box? but I want exclusives. Okay. I can't watch Kumetsu no Yaiba on Netflix. I don't know what you said, but all right. Uh, that's it. Okay, so this is a story. <sighs> Where to start here? So this is a story told from the perspective of a young man who's only identified by a nickname Keon. Yeah. Um, and basically, he just started high school, right? Mm-hmm. High like school. they all started high school. Okay. Yes, because I never really understand like the kind of terms about like 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 upperclassmen or whatever. Whenever they use those sure. phrases, I don't quite. I, for, that. As far as I can tell, that you know, um, high school is not compulsory for Japanese students. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it's expected, and you have to. Like basically, you apply for high school like Americans apply for college. You have to study very hard to gain acceptance into a very good high school. Isn't that how it kind of is in the UK as well? I don't know. Maybe okay. I, I I think so. where like people talk about like the high schools they went to as if like it, they refer to it as college. It's like an admission into high school, like kind of like like in this. Whereas us were just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't. Fail I'm gonna burn out and go to go to my local community college. I don't care. I wanted to be a famous bassist. Sure. So <laughs> that's a bassist. Um. So yeah. Uh, and basically, uh, in the very first, uh, whenever when when everyone's going to this high school, uh, there is an eccentric girl, uh, who he's never met before, named. Haruhi Suzumiya, yeah, yeah, yeah. who, uh, when she's introducing herself to the the entire cl- the entire school, she basically says something along the lines of, uh, "I don't care for any regular people. If you're an alien, ghost, specter, gulagoo, yeah. I'm traveler. not interested in any of you fuckers unless you are a supernatural being." Yes, and then sits down and from the 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 story is told from Kian's perspective, so he's kind of like. Was she joking? Yeah. Also, and, she, she's no. she's something of like a wonderkind. She's good at everything, and yeah. she is strikingly beautiful. She she's based she's also a huge asshole. She yeah. Well, she's she's not an asshole. She's antisocial, straight up. Sure. <laughs> uh, like like 
like yeah interesting it, interpretation I, I would say antisocial in the sense where like there's many like she has prop she doesn't quite understand or maybe doesn't care about certain kind of social conventions social conventions and like when you really when you're when you try and bring this too much in the real world you're just like does she have like asperger's maybe like interesting like there's something like aspergery slash antisocial going on with her i'm not Sundere. too sure exactly what her thing is sure. but yeah she is like she's a genius as you said a wonder kid um there's this thing where apparently in uh in middle school uh guys were actually frequently asking her out and she would never turn any of them down but she would like break up with them within like minutes, minutes at the very least uh and basically somehow Keon and haruhi are kind of drawn to well they're sitting next to each other uh, they form a relation. They they kind of begin like a kind of like weird, not even a friendship necessarily, yeah. but it's like the closest she's had to a friendship. Kyun she- harmlessly asks her a question about her interests in a way no one ever has done. Yeah, and she like gloms onto him. Or we're assuming that that's that's what that's what ha- there's some more really sequel shit that. I can talk to you about, but it's not important. I don't know. We're only really talking about this first book. You can talk that's about that matters. later on. I don't even want to. Okay, good. Yeah, fine. 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 Whatever. So uh, so basically, uh, let's kind of like roll through this. Uh, basically, at some point, she Haruhi gets somehow excited from something that Keon said about like how all these clubs that she's joining and everything. Like, I don't really like she joins them all and then drops them because they're not exciting, even though she's marvelous at all of them. Yeah. And then at some point, she gets like weirdly excited about the idea about starting her own club without knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ends up being this thing. I don't remember the full name of it, but it's the SOS Brigade, which stands for something like. Uh, actually, do you remember what it what, what was? It's something overloading fun of yeah, Haruhi's Save the world yeah. by overloading it with fun Suzumiya Haruhi Brigade. Yes, which is shortened. It's a nonsense that's, that's shortened Brigade. to the SOS Brigade. And uh, she basically forces some people to join. One girl is just there. And then like eventually she kind of seeks out another boy to fulfill like this kind of quota of like the yeah. kind of people she believes need to be in a group. She, she starts following obvious like trends and tropes she's like oh we have a silent mysterious girl we have a super hot girl who is really obvious Mm. and we have a mysterious transfer student yeah and uh and basically so she gets them all together to forming a band and basically like the loose idea of what they're going to be doing is they're just going to be looking for let's just call it generally like the supernatural yeah pretty <laughs> um, much. basically espers time travels aliens because she's looking for that and uh yeah uh not to get into too many specifics about the things that happen is that each of those people except for keon and haruhi end up being the exact things that she's looking for like one yes. of them is essentially a, a ro- like an alien robot or something like that is she alien yeah, she's okay she's an alien robot uh, she's an alien robot one of them is a time traveler yes. and then the last guy is a complicated thing called like an esper an esper is basically someone of psychic superpowers yes and who works for something just called just referred to as the agency yes and uh and basically yeah it has to do with like a lot of like Oh god, I don't even know how to get. It's like the comprehension of like existence in terms of like the mind and whatnot, and yeah. possibly yeah. And uh, and they all have like this really strange interpretation of what Haruhi Suzumiya yeah. is. All these guys are assigned. They're assigned to watch over Haruhi, and yes. they incidentally get drawn into her group. They they do. However, they also can't let her know that they are these things. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the adventures of like Keon basically being dragged along with Haruhi into like looking for these things that are basically relatively impossible while the various people around her actually end up being that revealing themselves to Keon 
Keon basically having to do things. Being this audience surrogate and to follow it all. Yeah, and, and whatnot. And uh, and yeah, and it ends up uh, being a little more complicated. There's like some yeah. like romancy things going on and whatnot. The, the most and, complicated, and, and, it really, the simplest way I can put it is that it becomes suspect by all these people that it's very possible that Haruhi is a power is a being of infinite power who is manifesting all these things, but they can never let her know that she's doing it, or else the world will end. Or yeah, so they like even though she's achieved her goal by having an alien, a time traveler, and an expert in her group, they can never say that because if she knows, then who the fuck knows what will happen? She has infinite power; she might destroy the world. Yeah. Although, like, in the start, at least, it's kind of vague and kind of jokey. It's, like, very complicated. Like, the idea about, I like... I kind of did Daniel dirty, but making him describe this. Okay, yeah, but it, it is... Well, it's, like, a lot to kind of, like, get it through. I did a fine job. You did a fine job, Like, again, Daniel. like, it's not, it's not like, the specifics over, like, why they can't reveal this information mm-hmm. to Haruhi is, like, essentially, like, well, yeah, it's a bunch of, like, glibber-glabber. The joke yeah. is that they can't reveal themselves to Haruhi for some complicated contract yeah. reason. <laughs> it's a lot happening, so I think the more important thing to convey is, like, Daniel, how would you describe... The tone of this whole thing uh, i don't how would you describe it <laughs> i would say that it's it's all first person from kyun who is just kind of a philosophical casual cynic pleasant guy and most of it is all it's all his first person description so he's just kind of observing all these things happening in utter disbelief refusing to believe what's happening until it gets to a point where he can't do it anymore it's like a first person young adult sci-fi adventure which is very meta in a lot of aspects yeah um oddly enough in terms of again talking about the end of my uh, uh fling with uh with, with an- anime. anime is that the last two things i get like looking into this like think about this and lucky star are both kind of like meta about the whole thing yeah there's an aspect of people fulfilling the the traps of genres and like having expectations about roles and whatnot but mm-hmm. like ultimately in this it it doesn't happen, but it actually does happen. And Lucky Star, it it doesn't happen because that's the joke. Yeah, like it's just like it's just boring. Never got into that one actually. To be honest, so, what's that? I never got into Lucky Star. Yeah, no, I, I I loved it. It was just like a really simple thing. I going back, it's like yeah, it started out by having like this deadpan sense of humor. Then it became like a really like I don't know what to call it. And we could actually talk about this too. Sure. Um, the uh, the the like this genre like it's it's intended for a certain audience. You know the words that it's for. Gabriel. What? Like, as in, like, there's, like, there's, like, the boys manga. There's, like, the, Shonen and the, Shoujo? Yeah, but this in particular is, I, I read this on the wiki, which uh-huh. I was on, and I was like, what the fuck's going on with this shit? So, I was on there. It's the, 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 the Sinan? Sinan? Sinan. Sinan, yeah. This yeah, is Sinan is basically young, young man. Yes. But, like, that, that, it encapsulates a lot of things, like, Sinan can be a hyper-violent thing, or it can be a little bit more risque. Yeah. More mat- basically, slightly mm-hmm. more mature themes, like basically PG thirteen, like a hard PG thirteen. Yeah, no, because I was surprised that that was how this was being uh, presented in 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 at least manga form. I guess it's not even the content that's difficult; it's just the material. What's the tone? There, there's there's a very very cerebral quality to this whole thing. That like I I don't want to dive into the anime as it is because it's uh, the huge part of my enjoyment of this comes mm. from my discovery of the anime, which is one of the most like fascinating experiments in anime I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's very very meta, and it's completely non chronological. Yeah. Speaking of which, Gabriel, can you do yes, us a favor? Yes, Daniel William. I kind of Gonzales. I don't really remember. You don't the anime. I remember like the first episode. 
Mm-hmm. Great and, first episode. But speaking of which, on the Wikipedia, I, it, like it was going through something about like, for example, as you said, without I'm not spoiling anything. It's like it was like aired in like a really kind of weird format. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember that. So, Gabriel, tell us how. Yeah. How are these episodes of the anime, which is how we first got into this? Yeah. Uh, how were they released? They were released complete, like in an almost nonsense order that makes perfect sense after the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, the the story itself, the melancholy of Hari Tsutsumiya is only about six episodes. Okay. However, across like the multiple episode anime, it, it just, it's intersperses across the series, how it all breaks down. Mm-hmm. The, the pilot basically is the plot of the whole series in miniature that, uh, in terrible camcorder, you see a magical girl battle aliens and espers and people, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's this incredibly charming, horrible camera effects and everything you see. Like, Well, what, what it is is that in the very first episode of the anime, it is a movie that is being shot by Haruhi involving yeah. the characters in the actual story who are playing the different roles and you also just see them as yeah, It's a microcosm, like a synecdoche of the whole story as told by Haruhi. Okay. I actually didn't know that was a synecdoche of the whole thing. Yeah, um, pretty much. All right. Uh, besides, but like, I remember that. I don't remember like the rest. What, how was it air? Like, apparently it was going like in two different directions where like episode, like that was the first episode. Episode two was this. And then third episode was going another direction or something like that. Well, no, what, it was what, just random. So, you know, again, there's 11 volumes of this. And by yeah. the time the anime had come out, it had been like, like a couple of the books had come out already. Mm-hmm. So they kind of hopscotch. They told fun stories, like filler episodes almost, but they're all involved there. The making of the movie, um, how Haruhi gets to know everyone, um, an entire episode where they try to solve a mystery and they go to an island. Standard anime shit. But they loop it around, and it's one of the best anime I've ever seen. Okay. It's kind of, I don't want to get to like the hazy memories because it's like, I just want to talk about, it's like, I remember things happening and, yeah. and also kind of reading some of the stories in here and just being like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. That, I think that this anime is much better for breaking it up, but they don't, yeah. before we talk about any other further fucking nonsense about anime and such, uh-huh. how did you like reading it? Uh, it was compared to your memories of it. Well, I I don't really have them. This was like an interesting thing where I'm reading something where like I kind of it would be like as if I saw RoboJocks again. RoboJocks, which is a which for listeners' sake, that's um that was From a VHS the director of Reanimator at my yeah Gordon Stewart famous Stuart uh, B- Gordon Stuart Gordon whatever one one direction or the <laughs> other. Uh, I was saying it like Bond. You say the Japanese Bond, way. James Bond. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Japanese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like the whole thing is just kind of like this interesting thing about revisiting something that like I knew what was going to happen before it happened, but I didn't know it until I was reading it. Sure. Um, kind of thing. Um, so it was interesting. You're, you're for, discovering it. It was interesting that it's an incredibly breezy read. Uh, yeah, yeah it's no, a young I, adult novel. I haven't read anything like this. As you know, I do not read young adult novels in like the West at all. <laughs> I haven't re- even read uh, Hunger Games, even even though I've always been curious. Unless you about did. Them. No, I know a bunch about them. I just never got around to reading them. That's fine. Yeah, no. Supposedly they're not written well. <laughs> I haven't read them either. Yeah, but uh, so, yeah. So that's what it. That's what it was. It was incredibly breezy, and, and I was surprised by that. It, it was. It, there's a charm to it that I totally like. But yeah, that said, it definitely felt like reading like a young adult book. Where I was reading yeah. some actively like, yeah, I'm too old for this. Huh? Uh, Gabriel, I don't disagree at all. Yeah, because uh, I'm curious how how you kind of interpret this because you're you have still been like because like again like i hadn't thought about haruhi mm. the anime in years 
like I, I whenever I think you would mention it every now and then, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." It's one of my all timers, and you know, I'm I'm a hard I'm still to this day slightly embarrassed to be still a hardcore anime guy. I still do it all. I still watch it all the time, and it's still like in my top five to be top three favorite anime ever. You know, interesting enough, like there's a lot more, like. Like anime is way more popular today with young people than there. I think than that they were everyone just day. grew up. What's it called? Like like people our age grew up with Toonami and Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and it became a just like it's like like liking He Man or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just something that was just part of our youth, and then it got normalized as we got older. And corporations and companies figured out that they can just make more money selling this thing that's just an import. They don't have to do anything; they don't make anything. They just import it. One of the uh, the other things that got it, and this is what when like that thing where uh, <laughs> I always feel like maybe this is like really old fashioned thinking, but when, like nerd culture kind of breaks in like mainstream culture. Sure, is that like girls started liking like anime yeah. manga? Which is something that happens now, but not so much when we were kids. Like now and then, you'd have like now and then we we, we meet women our age, they'll be like, "Oh, huge Sailor Moon fan!" Like Obviously. you know, yeah. like a good friend of the show, the Shy Gonzalez. Yes, uh, hardcore Sailor Moon. Yes, and and we know we have like many friends as well who are super into. Like, it's it's normal like now. It was not normal when we were teenagers. Yeah, it was still kind of weird. And you know, when you're trying to gain the approval of people slightly older than you, they didn't watch anime. It was lame. Yeah. My older brother was like, you watch that dumb Japanese shit. And oh, yeah, know, he wasn't into like Akira and shit. No, he was a dipshit. Right. Because I was gonna say like a lot of the the anime and manga that I was into was like Wicked things like... City, <laughs> La <laughs> no. Blue Girl. Never. No. Although my, I think my brother did have the VHSs for La Blue Girl. Did he? Why? So. Uh-huh. He paid money. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you're, hey, when you're a boy, when, like, the internet was, like, like, yeah. kind of started, he was older, so, like, sure. it, like, makes sense. Or maybe, I don't even know if he was 18, necessarily. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not yeah. gonna get into that. None of us were. Um, but no, basically, like, there's, like, uh, like, Akira, like, the Ghost in the Shell movie I saw this, and I was like, I don't get it! Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and, like, other things and whatnot. Like, technically, it would be, like, the, 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 the seinen like kind of story yeah that no no i'm i'm a, i'm a, I'm still a big fan of shonen shonen is just the young boy stuff it's all the obvious hero journey big bot like like yeah, well, name the equivalent because, of uh... like of like um avengers movies in japan like one okay. piece um naruto and bleach and demon slayer all these big blockbuster things that everyone watches because it's the biggest thing in the fucking world it's yeah. basically the american like it's like what what iron man is now yeah I mean that's what it. And also, that also reminds me what? when they're when, for example, Haruhi is putting together like the team, and it's going yeah. to be like it's going to be the team to mm-hmm. take on these things. So yeah. like, there's like the quiet bookish girl. There's like the Yuki the, Nagato. There's the uh, uh there's the sexualized uh mascot Mikuru Asahina. There's the mysterious transfer student um Koizumi, whose first name I don't remember his name. I know uh, Koizumi Mitsuku Yuki. Kian, Haruhi, and then like the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> the Esper, which is like a thing that Koizumi. like. Koizumi, what's his first name? Uh, it's like someone with an I, right? It's yeah. like I- Ish- Ishigura or something like that? Ishigura. Ishikawa no, is the guy from Koizumi. Itsuki. <laughs> Itsuki, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I will not remember that, but all right. Yeah. Uh, but like them, and it's like, and I was thinking about this, and like, if this is, like, there are things like this that happen in, like, especially in American culture, but sure. like, they're like superheroes and such, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I'm, I, this was exactly what I was worried about bringing this to the table uh-huh. is because it's going to be the most esoteric talk of trying to explain. Hopefully, no. <laughs> hopefully the people who are listening to this have a vague familiarity of anime and odds are hopefully, you know what Haruhi is because otherwise trying to explain 
why this makes sense is very difficult. Well, I tell you what, I, we might even be, yeah, we're going a bit long. Gabriel, eh? um, can you, like, talk to us about it. What does this, what does this do? Because, again, like, I read this and I was like, oh, like, oh yeah, it feels like a young, a young teen thing. But this, again, as you said, was like a fucking cultural phenomenon. It was enormous. Um, tell us, what did this do that, like, that, like, struck a nerve with, uh, with culture? I think, funnily enough, that the, the light novel is a good time, but the anime is what sold it. That mm. It's one of those one-two punches, like, you know, like a manga can be good, but the anime is what makes it happen. Like, a movie adaptation. Uh-huh. Like, Iron Man's been around for decades, but no one gave a shit until the movie came out. Yeah. But I think what's really interesting, what's really fun about Harry Sumiya is that, I, I don't know about you, Daniel, but this didn't go anywhere near I ever thought it was going to go the first time I saw it. Reading this now, it's, it's a very charming, skipped on memory lane. Mm-hmm. But being engaged with the material for the very first time, it was it was it was the time of Charlie Kaufman. You were trying to find something that knew what it was without hitting you over the head with it. That there was an element of reality to it. There was a a desire. There was a lot of frustration, and mm-hmm. there was an element of fantasy. Except, much like um, my favorite comics in America, Love Blue Girl. The Blue Girl, okay. of course. It's that you can't wear wearing your references on your sleeve is not cool. Like, like, like calling out your reference is really, really lame. It's what makes Family Guy boring. It, it, and it was, it, it is cool to a certain, like, again, Family Guy. You have like the Kevin Smith stuff. Yeah, where like the joke is like it's a lightsaber. You get it. Back, and but, back, it's not funny. Especially now, yeah. Especially now. But even back then, I was looking for something a little bit older. This was the smartest anime I'd ever seen to that point. I wasn't even... A, like, it's it's clever. It's tight. It's it's so much warmer. It, it, it breathes. That you really like Haruhi, even though she's awful. Mm-hmm. And all these characters, there's something... There's something inherently likable. There's something very complicated. There's a bigger story going on here mm-hmm. that's only alluded to. It's very, very skillful storytelling. And I think that back in 06, there wasn't anything remotely as good as metatextual as this one. Maybe like Gurren Lagan. That I, was I, it. I tell you what, yeah. The, the, it was like that thing where... It was it, a breath of fresh air. In, in the East where like things... But like the, the genre started getting... And, I, and I, we can talk about this. You read the book on it. Like the genre had reached that aging point where yeah. like it was able to reference itself. Exactly. Which again, like, cause I'm thinking about like the things that I last years got into. I'm like, oh, they were kind of meta. And it's like, oh, because it was during a probably like a time when basically anime and manga started. Yeah, you go into parody itself, you know? and then you can go to like a whole new next level of something. Yeah. The genre was changing and it was the perfect thing. Like, like this was, I saw this in, I wasn't kidding. I was a secretary of my anime club in college. <laughs> still are. And I still am. Yeah. No? And I watched this anime at that in that club. And um, we went to the Boston anime convention. And it was still kind of lame. There was no New York convention? <laughs> no, there was not. Just this in was, Boston? No, this is before the New York Comic Con. Okay. Like this, <laughs> I, I went to the very first one. Uh-huh. And uh, like this was before, like this was, nerd culture hadn't hit its apex yet. No, which is kind of really interesting. That's an interesting thing, especially in time about younger generations. We do many shows with uh, with younger person Katie and Kamatsu. Yes, Gen Z or Katie Kak. Um, but like, like we always have these conversations with her about like, like the kind of differences in generation. And again, like we were. It's We're still, only 10 years old. It her. still happens now and then. Yeah, it's only 10 years, but like nerd culture wasn't cool when we were kids. It really, it's hard to explain, but it's true. The, it the, wasn't like the anime convention was just a bunch of fucking nerds <laughs> and it wouldn't be the case now. 
Now it's just like nerds, but there's just more of them. Like San Diego Comic Con wasn't a thing. Like I, I got tickets easily to New York Comic Con. Three yeah. years later, you couldn't buy a ticket because it was sold out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fucking crazy, huh? Yeah, but like, yeah, there, like, so much has happened since then. And again, like, there are also pockets of, um, you know, America where like nerd culture still isn't cool. I suppose. I mean, really, like, it, Glee like, proved that. There's. You don't worry about it. I don't know. In early seasons of Glee, it's like, take that, nerd. I'm like, people still do that shit? When when did that come out? Oh, wait. 20, yeah, that's like still, whatever. That's still there. Go on. Plus, uh, plus, like, I mean, there's still shit, like the fucking, what do you call it? The young Sheldon? What's the show when he's big Sheldon? Big Bang Theory? That one, yeah. There's that one where it's like, I'm a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, you're looking at this Get it? Like, ugh, Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that by the the sound of our tones right there, kind of drifting into, from things and whatnot. Uh, Gabriel, <laughs> let's uh, let's go, go on. Break. We we can still talk about this, but yeah, we should go on break. We need to play a game. I'm very okay. excited for it. All right. And then after the game, is it Johnny Nothum's game? Yes. No. <laughs> okay, just checking. I wish. Uh, maybe that's next week. Uh, All right. Maybe for the anniversary show, actually. Sure, good idea. Um, that's it. Uh, we're gonna go on break. We're gonna play a game, and when we come back, we'll do final thoughts. We'll do uh, what do you? Oh, I'm reaching the button. So okay. when you say cut to black, I got it. Yeah, but you're going like, you're like this. I was like, are we not rolling? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, then we'll, we'll do final thoughts and whatnot. We'll finish our talk and talk about what we're going to do next. But Gabriel, cool, dude. Throw it to break. Okie dokie. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener readers. It's the us. Two. Slow readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Daniel. Gib, boo boo, and this is a part of the show where we play a game. It's game time, everyone. Gabriel, yes, Daniel. Again, our na- our country right now. Specifically, let's talk about the country because, like, the world is going through all this, and it's like really dark and, yeah, and whatnot. There's a lot of things going on. People are dealing with something that, in a century, people have not dealt with, and they're dealing with it all over the world. Yeah, we got a plague going, bro. So, Gabriel, let's talk about it. We're the- talking about COVID nineteen. We're talking about cats. Oh yeah, okay. Gabriel, right now cats are available. I was trying on home to get you to video. see it in theaters with me, and you didn't do it. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm happy seeing it the way we did. Fair. Because I tell you what, right now there's there's a trend going on where it's people being quarantined in will be like, hey, everyone's losing their mind over this cats thing, and it's available. I'm gonna watch it, and they watch this, and they lose their minds over it. Yeah, they should. It's a fucking brain bender. I tell you, and you know what? I almost want to say something controversial that I'll probably regret whenever I rewatch this. Okay. The first hour of it is completely unbearable. It's unbearable. Like I can't stress. The first hour? I, I bought a whole damn thing. I bought it with the exception of Ian McKellen. Well, I, I bought it for twenty bucks full price. Like when the movie started really happening, like when the first song kicked in. I like I had like a visceral reaction being like I want to turn this on but I probably shouldn't turn this off you mean turn this off no I'm turning on turn it on no I, wanna, I was like <laughs> I want to I want to shut this off right now I, yeah. like and I think like we saw it with our neighbors uh, Letty yeah we had uh, we had LCF. a we had a dinner party and watched it and like and I think one of them was just like no let's not watch this <laughs> like yeah that was the group reaction to the the movie starting the beginning that's it the second half of it actually had a lot of good moments that's it yeah it, there's I had two good songs it just Elba going meow. <laughs> McCavity, McCavity. Oh my god! Everyone see it. But it's don't, don't fucking crazy. don't take my anger as a as a, like the swaying thing. Watch this movie. Watch it. It's, it's fucking insane. Fucking insane. It's I've awful. It's awful. Not seen. Yeah. No. It is. And like the whole. It's like yeah. Okay. Okay. Gabriel. Okay. 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 That's it. Yes, Daniel. We're gonna learn some things about cats. Okay. What I like to call cats: colon the Jello quiz. 
Oh, no! Gabriel, there are six questions, seven points total. Are they about cats? They're about the, the, the musical the cats. The musical cats, not the animal. The movie cats. Okay. The animal cats. Oh, man. And maybe something else, but... Answer is Toby. Cat Stevens. Cat power. Cat... I like cat power. You know, I was listening... I was listening to, cat like... Cat power? A, I was listening to, like, Agnes Oval's, like, new album. Sure. And then, like, you know, like, when Spotify, an album happens, like, just play something else. Yeah. It, it played, like, a live song by Agnes Oval. And then I didn't realize the album entered until the next song started playing. And it was... It was Cat Power's, like, cover of, like... Oh, I forgot what it was. It sea was, of Love. No, it was... Oh, man, I forgot what it was. But I, like, heard this and I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Cat hey, Power, hey. get out of here. Oh, Cat Power. She's I'm still a fan. She's She has she has a couple of songs I really like, but I never really... Yeah. Like Your Free is a great album. Uh, That's it. Yeah. That's the album I listen to. Your Free, is that the name? Your Free, yeah, I think so. Is it? That makes sense. If it's not, it's like a very... It's like some of that. That's Sorry, it. Cat. Number one. Yeah. Katie Ann Kometz, aka Cat Attack. Meow. The cat. That's it. Number one, hit the theme music. Okay. That's some good theme music. It is, Daniel. Good job. Gabriel, your first question. All right. In what country has the musical Cats been performed the longest? Is it England, mm-hmm. the United States, mm-hmm. Japan, mm-hmm. or Germany? Hmm. That's actually a good question. Because uh, I know that Japan has had a very long train of it but i don't know if it was longer than london or america i will give you the hint that it started in london it started in london yeah. it had a long i'm gonna gamble on japan japan because of haruhi final answer yeah yeah gabriel well these are the actual times i want to like, see it in japan in japanese that uh, sounds fun germany especially like done by well here's the thing so germany it was playing for 15 years in hamburg england had a 21 year run from its initial uh start in 1981 uh, United States had an 18-year 18 18-year run on Broadway from 1982. The Blade Runner came out. Hey. Uh, in Japan, it started in 1983 and continues to this day. Oh my god! Performing, it has performed over 10,000 shows in a theater specifically built to play cats. You know, I could see that working well in Japan. In Tokyo, I buy that. Yeah, no, it's it's in, like in uh, a history of Kabuki and no. Also, yeah, there's like like there's like all kinds of crazy like visual shit that's great for tourists too. Like, um, yeah. what's the thing with like the robots and like it's like rave lighting and such? What you know? You know what I'm talking about? Robots and rave yeah, lighting. Yeah, like it's like it's not cosplay. It's like more than that. But it's like people dress up in crazy costumes, with all these funky colors. Robot in the family. And they come out in like giant and they, there's like big robots that you don't know what I'm talking about. And watch more Anthony Bourdain. Sure. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to number two. I got one point. What percentage of the common house cat is genetically tiger? Is it 15%? Okay. Is it 44%? Okay. Or is it 95%? Roto's by me again? 15, Mm -hmm. 44, 95. I'm going to guess 44. I guess 44. Final answer? I guess. Oh no, Gabriel! The common house cat is ninety-five percent tiger. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's essentially like the common house dog, where it's like, yeah, they were like these giant Wolves, animals and such, gotcha. and they're kind of bred to be adorable. Yeah. To clarify, I'm not a cat guy. I like cats just fine. The cats are fine, but I say it like that. I like dogs. Dogs are better. And I love both, but I particularly love cats. Dogs are better, like in every way. It's not a contest. I'm, I'm just saying. Not a contest. Like. Moving on. The only people who don't like dogs are those who mistrust love. Number three. I'm just saying. The 
for the landmark 2019 at film adaptation directed by Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper, Fat Elliot Smith. How many previous film slash TV slash video adaptations of the musical Cats are there? Does that include live tape performances? Uh, yes, basically like any kind of like TV, home video, film, any of That's a good question. How I have no many idea. are there? I can't believe you made a whole game based on fucking Cats. What are you gonna do when we actually talk about the book? A cavity. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly what you're gonna do. All right, we're gonna do this again. That's what we're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> same questions. You're gonna do the quiz next time. That's that. fine. I don't care. How many? <laughs> what? I'm not getting multiple choice. No. How many? Two. Okay. Well, no. I know we watched one in school. There was no other adaptations. There was a live taping. Okay. Not across the world. Not including the new one. Uh, around the world or just. Yeah, around the world. Um, do I get an over-under? Uh, how about this? Don't think about it too much? Two. One. Yay! Is the one we watched in fucking school? Yeah, there was a 1998 directed video adaptation that was essentially a film performance of the musical. Yeah. Um, we watched it in, in middle school. Yeah, it, uh, it was uh, originally released, like, again, directly to, like, VHS, but it's been released in DVD, Blu-ray, and also, like, been airing on, like, PBS and BBC. If and I such. recall correctly, mm -hmm. you and I were in that same music class, and you passed me your copy of Squee or Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, which I read the entire time instead of watching Cats. I don't remember seeing that. If if it was played in a it was played in class, I don't remember that. I don't know. No, that was fifteen like over fifteen years ago. I don't it's fucking twenty know. years ago. Yeah, basically. I don't fucking remember that shit. Anyway, Gross. moving on. No. Number four. Okay. <laughs> Which of the following four performers? Two of the following four. I'm going to name four performers. Which of these two performers have performed in either the London or Broadway shows? Of cats. So which I'll, I'll name them. You need to name two. I'm gonna name four people. Two of them have performed okay. in cats on either London or Broadway. <clears throat> Hugh Jackman, mm -hmm. who played Wolverine. <laughs> Richard Armitage, who played who played uh, as you uh, as we just learned, but played uh, I think Alec what Alucard? What do you wait? No, he played Alucard. Who's he played play the other guy. No, Dracula was the other dwarf. Oh, the, he, the, no, he was Trevor Belmont. Yes, he played Belmont. Richard, and he also played a. Uh, 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 Jesus Christ, the lead dwarf in uh, the Hobbit movies. I don't remember his name. He was also in Hannibal. I don't know. Um, played the Tooth Fairy. Sure. Three, Rob Marshall, filmmaker, director of such movies as Chicago. Sure. Uh, and four, Cinderella. Fucking Beauty Omar Beauty. Little himself, Michael K. fucking Williams. So, Gabriel, Ooh. let me do that again. Hugh Jackman, Richard Armitage, Rob Marshall, and Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams is a great fake out because... I know that you know that I know that he's a dancer. I'm going to guess Michael K. Williams is one of them. Hugh Jackman seems a little too obvious. Rob Marshall's a really weird grab. Mm. I'm going to say Rob Marshall and Michael K. Williams. Okay. Well, uh... <laughs> one of them I got right. Solid. Gabriel, you got one right. Uh, mm -hmm. Michael K. Williams was not in it. Oh damn! Rob Marshall, oddly enough, was was a performer in sure. like an eighty, an early eighties version of Cats. By that, because uh, again, he is like essentially the, like him and Baz Luhrmann are like the biggest like Hollywood directors of like musicals and whatnot. I guess so. I guess he was a performer, and uh, Richard Armitage was also in. in Cats okay, as well. all right. So uh, good. So good enough. You got four Sweet. points out of possible five. Sweet. Um, I mean, that's pretty good considering that this is about 
Cats. Cats. All right. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Two Gatos. More. All right. Number five. All right. How many more? Two more? Two more. That's it. It's not a two more? Not a two more. All right. Number five. All right. In a given day, what is the maximum percentage of that day will a common house cat groom itself? I'll give you a quick question. 10%? 20%? Or 50%. I'm gonna guess 50. 50%. Sure. Half a day. Final mm-hmm. answer? Yeah. Hey! Daniel, that is correct. A house cat will apparently croom itself for 30 to 50% of the day. Just like me. Yeah, basically. Or me, really. I'm the one who takes long showers. That's true. Uh, well, yes. I'm not always touching my face. Last one. That's why we got the corona. Bad COVID. <laughs> Moving on. Uh-huh. Number six. Final question. Okay. Which of the following three's <laughs> Which of the following three's three songs appearing in the landmark 2019 film adaptation of the musical Cats? Sure. Is not adapted. Make T.S. Eliot poem. <gasps> so I'm name three songs. Which one doesn't isn't based on the words written by T.S. Eliot? By T.S. Fat Eliot Smith? Yes. Too slow Eliot. Too some, slow Eliot. Some might say. Tough shit Eliot. Tough shit Eliot. That's what it is. All right. Number one. Sure. McCavity. Mm. Number two, memories. Mm. Or number three, beautiful ghosts. I'm guessing memories. It's that sounds memories. like that seems like what like that's what all uh, Angela Weber's crowning achievement is making that, and that's what anyone ever knows about cats. All right, final answer. Yeah. Oh no, Gabriel. Oddly enough, uh, memories is not based on a poem from uh, Old Possum's. A book of practical cats, what the fuck is it called? Uh-huh. Um, it's actually based on another T.S. Eliot poem called Rhapsody on a Windy Night. Wait, so what's the answer? The answer was Beautiful Ghost, which is apparently a song that was played. I, I don't even know if it was the end credits or it was played throughout that. I don't remember the songs. Is that the just, Taylor Swift one? It was entirely written by Taylor Swift. No. Uh, Mac- uh, she sang McCavity, which is also, which is based on the poem. Yeah, Taylor Swift there. doing a very, very meh British accent. Uh, that's, that's where you, that, that was your jumping off point. The yep. fact that like during that song, you're like, I don't like her British accent. I'm like, is that where you, st- is that? Is that it for you? It was the most noticeable, noticeable <laughs> aspect of it. Uh, Taylor Swift doing a bad British accent was like the least McCavity's horrible thing. not there. That, it's like, honestly, the whole movie should have been that corny. <laughs> it really should have. It should have. It, it should have been a right. bunch of dudes and ladies in dumb costumes. And dumb, and Just fucking saying. Jumping around, or they should have been, as you said when we were watching this, it should have been like stop animation or something. Like yeah, that, it should have been full on animation. Also, very importantly, it should have been like 80 minutes. It should have been 80 minutes long. Yeah. God, I hated that movie. Cut, Holy fuck, cut, I hate Cut that. out a lot of like the, fr- cut out half of the first hour because nothing really fucking happened. Dude, but I bet it, that's how the musical is. It must be like, I bet they cut shit out to fit into a movie. Well, it's it's this, but without the talking. God. <laughs> but like, it, again, but, but again, everyone watched this movie. Yeah, the, like, it is like the, like apparently the, the, the Broadway show is famous for being just like a fucking crazy mess that is like visually spectacular. Whereas in this the visuals were like the worst part of it. <laughs> you know, I think there are two kinds of people in the world. Uh-huh. People who see cats live and are filled with wonder uh-huh. and people who see cats live and are so embarrassed for everyone involved. And are just like, wow, it's really pretty when they jumped all over the place and that memory song was really impressive because yeah. it was like an opera. I think it's it's a, it's a perfect example of like why Broadway is such a like embarrassing thing. We're like, 
I'm seeing a bunch of hopefuls pretend to be cats slinking all of I don't I do not want a man or a woman or whatever it's fine dressed as a cat to come into the audience and hiss at me <laughs> fuck you get away from me awful I hate it yeah that's Gabriel's spiel and why he hates and Broadway I love, I love Broadway you hate Broadway you want to burn it down I hate Broadway prices Oh, mm-hmm. someone's being an all fucking Commentary. Bernie Sanders about it. <laughs> yeah, hey. All right, that's it. That's the end of the show. Gabriel, good great job. game, Daniel. You got all the points. I think you got uh, five out of a seven. Which I think is great. I won. That's great. Yeah, you won. So... it's not a contest. What did I just open? I just opened up a lift. <laughs> uh, Where so, are you going, Gabriel? Uh, we're gonna take up another break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna do final thoughts, hazy memories, and talk about what we're gonna do next. Okay, Gabriel. Yeah. You got it. Hey, welcome back. Were you going to clap again? <laughs> well, I was, doing a, I was doing a mock clap, like, uh, okay. like, a, like a live studio audience. I get it, I get it. Well, you could have just gone with it and just been like, Daniel, Two. show off a little bit. Warriors. I do not do play a, for the audience. Do a backflip. No, I will not. Daniel, do your famous comedy oh. routine about how people who walk like that walk like that. <laughs> All right, you want to get into like, my really heavy like race-related humor? Yeah. <laughs> Go really heavy in your heavy race stuff. Uh, I was literally gonna start quoting things from the Eddie Murphy Raw show, and Ooh, then like, don't but do I, that. I cannot not even the race the race stuff. It's just like the homophobic really, stuff. The homophobic <laughs> stuff. It, the one thing that immediately comes to my mind is him when he started like like I walk this way for this reason, you know, yeah, everything like that. So like, that's it. <laughs> that said, welcome back to Slow Readers, everyone. Slow Readers. I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel, hey. and this is still a podcast. Gabriel. Yep. Final thoughts. So, okay. Uh, Haruhi, um, Gabriel, why did you why did you want to why did you want to read this? Got to admit, Daniel. So you and I go to the Iliad Bookshop very often back when it was open, back in the before times. <laughs> but before times, before the apocalypse. Before the apocalypse. Before the road. And I was so excited to get a copy of this. I've always, you know, that this again, this is one of my all time favorite anime, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to read the book. And having read the book, I'm like, wow. What a great anime. <laughs> I, I didn't really get anything out of reading this that I didn't already enjoy out of the... It, it was in the, the anime is an improvement. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just was. And um, this, is, this was neat. I liked mm-hmm. it. It was just you know my first experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about it mainly because I wanted to rehash our glory days of being <laughs> cool 19-year-olds talking about anime. With our, with our collars popped up. Yeah, and my my smoking my, a cigarette. My freshman year hair. <laughs> Why is them a lot of guys grow out their hair freshman year? Yeah, it looks stupid every time. Th- that that was the that was the stupidest fucking thing that I. It's like it's like oh that was the thing we, we all did. did We're like I remember freshman year I grew out my hair. Well, you know what the thing is is because like you're in college and you're not like like you don't care about like how long your hair is getting and like you don't have your mom telling you to get a fucking haircut yeah so like we all just grow our hair and then we're like god whoa i grew up my hair it's long i remember like during like winter break or something like that getting excited to come back and showing all my high school friends like Look at my long hair, and everybody all had of us long had hair. it. It was embarrassing. And then we talked about anime. Yeah, but no, I I have so much love for the series, and um, I mean, in in a positive, like all the book is all there on the screen. It's mm-hmm. it's great. It's a wonderfully inventive thing. I think that the tone is is better achieved on the screen. But what a what a great foundation that I really love the story of a very very cynical. And he is cynical, a cynical philosophical guy, philosophical guy who can't admit that he fell in love with the crazy woman 
And a lot of it, I kind of want to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Hyun is a construction of Haruhi's as well? That small bit of a desire of hers to have a normal life? Well, uh, I, 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 the way I perceive this, because I also have, again, I don't really remember the anime series. Mm. I've only read this first book now. Yeah. Now I'm kind of on the fence of just basically being like, well, the story is actually entirely about him and Haruhi, how they're both like kind of into each other, but can't admit it. Yeah. And like everything else is just like an existential drama around that. Mm-hmm. So like, and yeah, that's more like that's it. And enjoying this as a story like that's the thing it's like oh no i see i see it, that and also we didn't really talk about why it's called the melancholy of uh, uh, haruhi suzumiya all of the books uh, are titled something about the dissatisfaction of haruhi suzumiya yeah like the diso- disassociation mm-hmm. of haruhi suzumiya the sigh of haruhi suzumiya yeah and because she doesn't hard, seem to, hard name to say fast she doesn't necessarily yeah it's not <laughs> uh i like my old version apparently when i was mispronouncing it for years yeah um but uh no, but because apparently, like she, she just is basically as a kid. She had that realization of being like a tiny, a tiny pebble of sand in a, in a vast beach of people. Yeah, she, she had an existential crisis. Yeah, as a kid, and this is kind of her not having broken out of that yet. Mm-hmm. So I would almost see this. The journey should be should be more than anything it's her journey to get out of that idea to realize that you can still be a special person while being a tiny speck of sand in the vast sea of of, of a beach mm-hmm. so like the idea about like it's like oh is he a figment of imagination it's like yeah maybe i don't well, care i but. think that's a cool matter of the if that's why it would have been this this doesn't have an easy answer ever uh-huh. they are the, the, the basically the end of the book is return to stasis that oh boy we're back to this thing where like the, the they're back to the beginning basically where okay. things are back to normal as in but, like when they formed the, the SOS brigade yeah that okay, okay. Haruhi is back to being general generally interested in the world because like in an ADHD way if she gets too bored she'll end the world unintentionally not planning it yeah I don't I don't know if we mentioned that that's a thing that happens yeah we kind of did yeah, but the idea that it's a lot to talk about. that <laughs> like it, it returns to a fun precarious place at the very end of it that yeah. they still no, no one learned anything really <laughs> at the end of this thing which I like it, it's about it, there's there's a lot of mature storytelling in this I think's fascinating the the yeah the the fun thing is the fun thing is seeing them kind of interact and 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 have fun be, with it, each other. be young adults like you don't necessarily like again like the idea about them growing up should eventually be about this but like the end of this book in particular is yeah returning to stasis it's returning mm-hmm. it, technically it's not actually the beginning it's like halfway through the book but uh yeah it did a mighty max a mighty max the mighty max gabriel there was a fame a pocket you mean poly pocket no no mighty max the little guys right yeah Polly okay, pocket was yeah. a girl version. i was thinking like mighty max wait what mighty they were small max right that name doesn't make sense okay mighty max. i didn't say the name out loud and two decades and then there's like planet wars gabriel yes yes Daniel. and the cart there's a there's a thing called mighty max these tiny little guys who went in for like these big like bugs that you open up and it's like a little sure. thing Bob. in the cartoon there was a cartoon there was a cartoon okay first off you don't know there was a cartoon mighty max i did not i'll remember this i'll remember that and i'll remember the highlander cartoon sure uh the mighty max cartoon it ended with basically like the final confrontation but things actually start not going well from old max i forgot uh-huh. the villain's name he was like let's call him skeletor or some shit sure uh, he, he essentially was like a skeletor um he, and like basically he finds a loophole like right when basically the bad guy's about to about to win Instead, he finds a way to kind of revert time to back when he first discovered his magical baseball cap. That's what so, Mighty Max did. So it ends at the very start when he first discovers his thing and he's able to go on adventures all over again. But and also get a chance at like winning the big battle at the, at the end. That's cool. So I was like, I always remember that and being like, like a dark tower, like a like a dark shh. 
How dare you? Do not talk about that. Anyway. Um, so is that your final thoughts on yes. that? <laughs> sure. We're going a bit long. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, so here, this actually is per- a perfect uh, usage of this. There's a thing we like to do. Mm-hmm. It's this thing kind of thrust into our lap by some scumbag. Some fucking weirdo. Named Seanathan B. Hayes. Yeah. Of the Whip Around Podcast. Everyone check out the Whip Around Podcast every Wednesday for all your weird news needs. They are not the Fox News show. No, they're not. They wish they were. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> Socialism. It always gets me here. Give me a uh, laugh. Anyway, a good um, chuckle. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. Uh, it has been... Sick. Well, well no. let's, do, let's do this two... Let's do this two... two, two uh, fold. Are um, we drunk? Yeah, we had these cocktails. They're very powerful. Yeah, they are. They hit me pretty hard right away. Um, uh, uh, Gabriel, uh, so, like, when you think about, like, the Haruhi story, having, sure. like, absorbed it from, like, you know, the anime having seen it when you were, like, mm-hmm. 19, 20 or whatever, when you remember it, what is your hazy memory? What comes to your mind first right off the bat? I remember all of it. This is one of those things where I love it so much that I'm I'm a little I am ever so slightly <laughs> bummed out that you don't remember any of this. You remember very little of it because I I think part of me, a little part of me was hoping that this would be basically you and me discussing how great the Haruhi anime and material was, uh-huh. and I could tell you all about the excellent movie, the excellent side series called the Disappe- um, uh, the Melancholy of Yuki Nagato, which well, is really great. Well, actually, here like I would love to hear about the different like. Thing, the different like various forms of this and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah just because i don't remember i mean it literally i was like 19 or 20 yeah no it was a very then. long time ago and it, <laughs> it it's something that stuck very well with me less so for you this is just one of my favorite anime of all time okay. it's just wonderful sophisticated storytelling I, I i had been getting a little bit tired of anime that you know it's 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 an it's a medium, like any medium, that sometimes you get bored of the format. Yeah. And this is the smartest, best, and funniest one I'd ever seen. I will honestly tell listeners, don't really bother with the book. Also, it's not easy to find. Um, is it? Is it? Like, I thought it actually was available. Actually, even more difficult. Um, it's not streaming anywhere. That you can buy it on Amazon Prime, but it's in chronological order, which is unfortunate because the, the non-chronological order provides like a beautiful tapestry of what the show is so i i had pirated it a couple years ago but i got rid of it because of the law mm-hmm. and now i really want to watch it and i can't so should listeners should have fucking stole it man. listeners if you're if you have a burgeoning or even a waning interest in anime try and find a way to watch the original run of the melancholy of haruhi susumiya it's a it's one of those eye-opening great works i also don't know if i've actually seen seen all of because there's apparently like a second season or some shit do not watch the second season why or even the third there's a third the second season is a test of endurance that's honestly kind of fucking infuriating <laughs> it's a test of endurance yes How it's so? called like the the something the the endless eight daniel so do you know like like the groundhog day story where um people are forced to live are forced to live like a day over and over again. Um is it anything like the Natasha Leon TV show? Like Russian Doll? Like Russian Doll. Sure. Endless 8 is like a like a, a 8 day weekend summer vacation weekend that Haruhi and SOS Brigade go through. Mm-hmm. Except it repeats over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the fucking anime legitimately repeats the episode with minor 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 changes every time so you're watching about two hours of the exact same thing happening like it's it's not funny (laughs) it is not clever 
And you can watch the first episode and then watch the last one where suddenly things start changing. It's it's actually infuriating. The art changes, the uh-huh. scenarios change in the sense that it's different angles, different outfits, but it's watching the same fucking thing over and over and over again. And while a very fascinating exercise, it's the complete opposite end of the anime, which is a daring, smart interpretation of anime yeah. into doing a fuck. It's it's um it's Lou Reed's metal machine music. I get it. <laughs> this isn't good. Well, it should have taken a lesson. From William Faulkner, because William Faulkner has a lot of things to talk about failure in experimental fiction. Yeah. If anything, watch the first season and then watch the movie, The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya, and, and saw, then leave it at that. I saw that was available on uh, Very good. Also, yeah, the... Really, really I good. I think you can buy the thing on uh, Amazon Prime. Gabriel! Yeah. Here's the other thing. Uh-huh. Years from now, yeah. when you remember having read... Are you, are you launching back into hazy memories? Yeah, no. Well, having read from the book, what will you? what was your hazy memory from the book? This, this, I mean, the anime is very a lot. What of it. will you remember from the book? Just illustrations. <laughs> no, the, the the anime is very very faithful to this. So the narration, down to the narration, is some of the same wonderful text. So you it's don't, great. You don't have any. You you, you don't have any kind. They're of kind of synonymous. Of that. It, it's well, like, they, no, it's the same thing, but like it's a different no. medium. No, nothing. Everything. No, it's the basically same. the same thing. Right. It's it's a very 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 literal adaptation, but then the adaptation's better. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. The that it's like reading the script of a movie that you've already seen. That uh, that first um, it kind of reads like that. Yeah. Um, that uh, that first season is that like does that go through the entire book series or something? Yeah, but it's or? just six episodes of a like a twenty episode anime. It's six episodes. That's it. Yeah. Oh. Ten episodes. I saw that, that the on Amazon Prime you can down you can get like twenty eight episodes. So is well, that yeah, like 20, is that all of it? No, that includes the endless eight. Okay. And God, they're fucking endless. Yeah. There's a third season that's kind of it's all about the making of that movie in the first step in the pilot. The third, the third season is. Yeah, that sounds fun. It it gets way too deep into how unpleasant Haruhi is. <laughs> like it makes her unlikable, which uh-huh. is very unfortunate. And in as a result, it makes Kion unlikable. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just it, I regretted watching it. It just wasn't good. Okay. So yeah, stick with that. They know what about you? What's your hazy memory about the Haruki? Um, oddly enough, uh, the thing I remember the most is obviously is that first episode of Haruhi the anime, for example. Using doing like what I was gonna do before. Um, is that and like I always remember that one joke, the thing. one joke where again like the uh the joke is that it is a poorly made movie. Uh, and I remember the one thing where they have where Haruhi directing it, which is uh, implied. Um, directing uh, uh, Mikiru Asahina, Mikiru Asahina. Yeah, I'm gonna call her Mikiru. Uh, and uh, and she goes like she like she ha- they have her running right to left and like with the same <laughs> background over and over again. She gets more and more tired. Like honestly, when I think about Haruhi, I remember that joke. Yeah, I like, like <laughs> that the, visual. Gag. There, there's scenes where the camera focus goes in and out, and then they're having a dialogue scene, and then a random person in the background like walks into their car and drives off. <laughs> oh, it's great. The, that's what I remember. Um, now from this book, because again, maybe maybe it's just very different for me because I don't necessarily remember the things from the thing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, 
the yeah, illustrations. The illustrations. <laughs> what is my? Uh, the, There's the, Ryoko the, Asakura, the one who tries to kill Kion. Yeah, who's another robot? Another mom. robot. That's a great episode. But yeah, that's that's that. Uh, so we talked about this thing long enough. Yeah, <laughs> Gabriel. It me... was a good, it was a good college uh, try, you guys. Throw it aside. The only thing we don't throw aside is 100 Years of Solitude. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. So we're turning to uh, some fucking... Next week? Goddamn fucking adult shit. Some real shit. <laughs> some real shit. We're some Pulitzer shit. For next week, we're going to Pulitzer Prize winning... Oh, the book is a Pulitzer Prize winning book. Okay, It is, yes. We're going into another short fiction. Uh-huh. Uh, from a book called Interpreter of Maladies mm-hmm. by Jim Palahiri. Interpreter of Malady. Maladies. <laughs> Maladies. Yeah, that's Gabriel's thing. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go into this. I've read stories from this like years and years. Like honestly, probably like roughly the, shortly around the same time that I saw the Haruhi. Anime. I've never read this one. I love the namesake. The namesake's a fucking outstanding read. I actually don't really know what namesake's even about. Oh, it's amazing! It's a but wonderful, wonderful read. We'll, we'll talk about this next time. Great but, movie too. But uh, who did the movie? Didn't yeah, whatever. Miranair did. No, that can't be right. That sounds right. I don't know. Well, we'll get to that next time. Yeah. Gabriel, uh, so we're going to read the first story from this called A Temporary Matter. A Temporary Matter, the uh, first story? I'm very excited to get into this because I've always I've always been like, I remember I picked, I, I think I had this book from like school or something like that. I read stories and I was like, I really like that. And then every time I see one of her fucking books, I'm like, I like her. Yeah, Miranair, I was right. And then, so like, yeah, we want to, I want to, so we're going to revisit where this is going to be a trip down memory lane. All right. It's going to be opposites. It's like, for me, I'm like, oh, remember that time when so-and-so did so-and-so? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to remember their names. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like, that's, I'm really excited for this. We're going to do that next time. Me but, too, dude. In the meantime, Gabriel. Oh, and then after that, though, we are having our three year anniversary celebration. Yes. And Gabriel, I am uh, she, so... You know, hey. If anyone wants to call in mm-hmm. during the show, we'll post the link. Call us during the show. We'll talk to you on air. Yeah, call us when it when this episode airs on Monday. Yay! <laughs> no, uh, Gabriel, yeah. Um, yeah, the book we're going to read... For our third year anniversary? Is, I believe, Wizard School Parts 1 through 7, Part 4? 1 through 6. There's only six books. Oh, is it? Seven books. There's seven books. There's, there's, eight, eight, there's movies. eight movies. Yeah. I forgot. It's been a while. <laughs> Gabriel, don't you know Harry Potter? Come on. I don't. God damn it. I do. Gabriel. We're doing Harry Potter Part 4 and the Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. That's what it is. Yes. Right? AKA Wizard School Parts 1 through 7 Part 4. Yes. The it's boy. a good one too. The the boy who went to wizard school. <laughs> Cedric Diggory. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're gonna talk about that. That's in two weeks. But for next week, uh, we have a we have a a, a glimpse into the adult fucking world. Yay! Do a jump Sorry, mm. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. That said, I'm really excited to get into both of them. Uh, in the meantime, let's plug. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian American Stories. It is a historical documentary heritage podcast about the Asian American experience. I wrote and produced episode part episode three, um, the talk you're supposed to have. It's all about my life. I'm very proud of it. It was featured in the AV Club. Um, besides that, um, I recently performed improvised stand-up on uh, the Arts Quest and Steel Stacks um, uh, feed. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, with any luck, I will be continuing to participate with them. Um, check out the Arts Quest and Steel Stacks. Ryan Hill is a wonderful programmer. Addison Teal, a great performer. Um, there'll be more live comedy going on from the comfort of your home. We'll be performing on Zoom. I'm trying to get a show together with them. It should be a fun time. So please keep your eye out for that. Um, other than that, um, please, if you enjoyed this rambling drunken conversation, if you like our show, just do 
one thing for us. Made a good job remembering. Thank you. <laughs> Press one button to support our show. That's all we ask. Press one single button for us. Press a star count. Press subscribe. Press follow. And if you can be bothered, please write us a review. We will re- re- read all your reviews on air. Yeah, we read that last one. It was really nice. It was great. It, was, it, was really it, it set us sprawling in different strange directions. Yeah. But um, please, um, support our show because we love all of you. We love having you. We're so grateful you listen, especially in these strange, dark-ass times. So press one button to help us out or write a review. Daniel! Gabriel! Let me tell you, this is what drives me crazy. Wait. So all these audiobooks I've been looking at, I feel like are getting cheaper. They're like 15 to 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. If they're longer books, maybe mm. they're like 25, which I'm like, oh, that's so much. Fucking Harry Potter goddamn part four is like 40 fucking dollars. $40? $40. That's how much it is. That's how much this goddamn bullshit That's really is. lame. Fucking Disney ass horseshit. All right. And also we can't get it from the library now. What are we going to do? Oh, no, I'll, uh, oh, the book? Well, the book itself you can, like, get. I mean, I'm trying to oh. listen to the audiobook because I hate reading these things. <laughs> but, Gabriel. Daniel plays Bloodborne and listens to these things. I'm going to play Bloodborne and listen to Pride and Prejudice and, yeah. and Harry and Wizard School Parts, whatever. Anyway, that said, you can follow me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio and, inst- I'm sorry, Instagram, yeah, <laughs> at uh, Slow Readers. Um, which is where, where I'm mainly active. You can also find my fiction right now, like uh, the Cook and the, the, the a Cook, a cook and, the and the Kingdom and the Shadow from the Deep, both of which are available at all ebook retailers. Gonzales, Gonzales, but they're also available, particularly in physical format and paperback, on Amazon. Pop pop. That's it. That's the end of the show. Ooh, that was an exhausting. <laughs> that one. That was an exhausting one. It's long. It's long and late. Gabe, Bye, everyone. End the show, please. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top